It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. Great to be with you. Hour number three. By the way, during the week, please join us on television, Fox Business Network, FBN. The name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. If you can't make it at 4, just text your favorite nine-year-old, and she'll show you how to DVR the show. And uh, here on radio, you can live stream us on the Internet, Larry, uh, com. Is that right? LarryCudlowShow.com. That's all you have to do. We'll run all around the country, throughout the world, all the solar system and the Milky Way. All right. We're going to look at the stock market. Big rally yesterday, up almost 400 points. So the early year to date, the S&P 500 is up 1.5%. The Nasdaq up 2%. The Dow up one half of 1%. Yesterday was the big day, and the week was up too. So let's bring in our two distinguished guests, John Najarian, co-founder of Market Rebellion, and Jim Urio, director of TJM Institutional Services, both old friends and very, very smart people. Uh, John, start with you. Um, we reported, our Jerry Willis reported yesterday, on the big rally. And it just seemed like the theme, and it's a familiar theme, was um, advanced technology, AI applications. NVIDIA was leading the way as it has been, and it's given the market a positive tone. Is that what's going on, or are there other things happening? Tell us about it, John Nigerian. Well, and I'm pretty sure our friend Jim is going to agree that. Uh, a lot of the last two months of 2023, Larry, were uh, driven by the, the idea that the Fed wasn't going to move rates any higher and, in fact, was going to cut rates pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that Those hopes sort of faded in the first few weeks of January, reality or whatever, set in, and people began looking at some of the other numbers that were coming in with inflation still running at 3.3 or 3.4 percent. And they were thinking, maybe we're not going to get that cut in March or April uh, that the market had been thinking about. So in other words, if I I was just over here in uh, Spain skiing, Larry, Mm. and if you get out too far over your skis, you'll start tumbling. (laughs) And Obviously, the market didn't really tumble, but it did take a little bit of a hit in those first few weeks. And now uh, I think there's more optimism for tech yet again, to your point, and for the market to perhaps, if not see uh, cuts immediately in the first quarter, very early in the second quarter. So, Jim Urio, um, all right, so I'll add the, the I mean, the Fed story, one would think and interest rates creeping up again. Let's see. Uh, the 10-year was up 18 basis points this past week. Uh, the short-term rate, the two-year note was up 24 basis points. Uh, not the three-month bill because the Fed funds rate's not moving. So one one might say, well, you know, rates going up, stocks should go down, but that's not happening. So the, I, that's why I put in the uh, AI and the technology and all that. Um, but I don't think the Fed's going to ease... Uh, for months and months and months. I mean, in fact, I'll go so far as to say right now there's no reason for the Fed to ease at all in the foreseeable future unless they want to jerry-rig, you know, 
draw a lot of juice into the economy to reelect Biden, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. So I'm falling back on the technology story. But how do you see this market, Jim? No, so this is confusing because I'm, as as you guys both know, for the last 25 years, I think the most the primary driver of equity prices is the Fed and the cost of money. And but in the last, like you said, the last two weeks, just from January 12th, we were pricing in 170 basis points of easing in 2024, Mm. and that's now gone to 137. But the pricing, the pricing in the smart money in the Fed funds market has been wrong for two years. Mm. I think the story in stocks is threefold. You mentioned the fact that AI still has everybody excited and they're jumping into the tech companies. The Magnificent Seven is clearly driving everything. John mentioned Fed expectations too. But the third thing that if you just all it takes is a quick like math look at the M2 money supply. And if you just if we stayed on the trajectory of M2 increases that began in the great financial crisis and then uh, went through February of 2020, we would if we just stayed at that ridiculously high M2 money growth, we'd be at like. 18.8 18.8 trillion now and we still after growing money growing the m2 26 percent year over year through the uh, covid mitigation strategy or whatever you want to call it we still have an extra 2.2 trillion dollars that's sloshing around in the system that's ending up in equities and i think that's something that's uh, that is a little bit underreported although you know i mean it's not any sort of rocket science but the the reality of it is is that yeah those those the stock market did rally and go to all-time highs even though rates were going higher over the last couple of weeks, and that's causing me to rethink some things. And then you go back to your technical analysis. If we can see a, another solid rally in the S&P uh, next week, I'm thinking we're, you know, there's some, some blue skies ahead, and I'm not exactly sure why. You know, just on that point, it's uh, funny, on the money supply, the M2 money supply, uh, I just had, before you guys, Steve Hankey, professor at Johns Hopkins uh, a devout mon- uh, monetarist. So we talked about this specifically. Um, so M2 skyrocketing in 20 and 21. The Fed comes in and tightens, pulls out cash like crazy. Uh, and the inflation rate is falling. All right. It's falling quite a lot, more or less from nine to about three and a half percent, as John suggested. Uh, okay. So I asked Hanky normally because uh, I was trained as a monetarist in college. Carl Brunner was my professor. He was a famous monetarist. Um, uh, where's the recession? You would expect a recession, and the recession's not happening. In fact, numbers coming in so much stronger than people anticipated. So Hanky said, and I'll get you guys to chew on this. Hanky said, "Hang on, the lags are longer because the increase in money was so much." greater than normal, and now the pullback, the lags are longer, and he's looking for a second-half recession. That's what he's saying. Now, that would be very bad for stocks. It'll crush earnings and so forth and so on. So, John, I want you to both chew on this. Is it possible that with the euphoria about the recent numbers, retail sales were strong, consumer confidence was strong, the third quarter was up 5%. The fourth quarter probably come in, I don't know, 2%, 2.5%. Uh, are people um, ignoring the recession threat? Take a whack at it, John. Hello. Is he, is he gone? 
this is like my dream come true. Then I just get to talk myself the whole time. You, right? can, you can talk forever, Jim Yario. Uh, <laughs> you know how I love to talk forever. <laughs> and you're very good at it. I think Steve Anke is right, uh, but I think, like, it's just a mean reversion. Like, you can say, okay, M2 uh, broke 4.6% from its highs, and the other four times it's even broke Thank over you, 2%. Are you back, John? Yeah, he's back. But go yes, ahead. Sir. I don't know. No, anyway, no, I'll let John take two on it. I got, but I, this is my guess. I have some thoughts on it. No, uh, John, I don't know what if you heard. We had Steve Hankey on the show, distinguished monetarist professor at the Johns Hopkins University, and his point was um, the recession risk is the second half of 24. That was his estimate. Hankey's a very smart guy. Uh, so are we asleep at the switch and that there is still a significant recession threat? And that would mean the stock market is overvalued by quite a bit, if, if that's true. So how do you see it, John? Well, and I, I tend to agree with you and Jim as far as the uh, the idea that we are likely, Larry, to uh, be overconfident in the Fed willing to cut rates. I, I'm agreeing with you both that I think that's an overconfidence in the market. And anytime we lean too far um, with the, the herd, if you will, saying that we're going to see rate cuts, if we don't and they're surprised by that, I think it's a big negative, and I think the the market can start correcting even before a recession comes to pass. But I'd I'd say right now we're still in a decent spot for the economy, but when you listen to the reports that people have given for their earnings, there are very few firms that are posting earnings that are better than they were a year ago. They may beat lowered expectations, but most of them have complained that they are not seeing the growth out there, and that's everybody from healthcare uh, to uh, even some of the minor tech stocks, not the giants, not Microsoft and Apple, not NVIDIA, but a lot of the others have said that their customers are just not buying as much and are putting off big purchases. Is What did NVIDIA, NVIDIA say about earnings? Um, well, they continue to say that even with China, and they can kind of use that, I guess, as a little bit of a uh, a buffer because the U.S. cutting off shipments to China mm-hmm. um, of their highest end chips, um, they can kind of uh, still get around that by saying, look, but demand around the world still outstrips what we can produce. And like you always say, um, supply and demand still works. Yes. That is what still drives markets. Mm. Uh, the demand is much stronger than the supply that they can meet. Hmm. Um, let's take a break. I know Jim wants to jump back in on this. Uh, I've only got a minute left, so take a break. We've got John Najarian uh, of Market Rebellion and Jim Urio, TJM Institution Services and Chicago's leading restaurateur. We're going to talk about that, too. I'm Kudlow. We're talking stocks, folks. We'll be right back. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking stocks with two of the best of the best. John Najarian is the co-founder of Market Rebellion. I think he's coming to us from Spain or someplace. And Jim Urio, director of TJM Institutional Services and Chicago's leading restaurateur. Jim Urio, uh, you were going to chime in about the money supply and a second-half recession threat. 
which seems to be off the table, but maybe it shouldn't be. It's not, yeah, it's not off my table. So people look at the contraction that we saw in M2 Money Supply, the 4.6% when they started to uh, tighten rates, and everyone was like, anytime it's retract, it's come back more than 2%, it's been associated with a depression in four different times in history. But this is just – this is the mean reversion. You have to look at that 4.6% decrease against the 26% increase that preceded it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's going to be a lag effect. But the one thing that's interesting in money supply, it hasn't really been – over the last six months, it hasn't really been collapsing as much as it has. But as far as the recession question goes, so what's kept us from going into recession is very, very interesting to me. It's M2 money supply. It's the labor market didn't crack because we come come from a a period of labor shortages, so companies were very reluctant to shed jobs early in this, then couple that with the explosion in government jobs, so that part of it has appeared stable. I think that's relatively unsustainable. When we look at the numbers that have just come out, credit card debt has exploded. It didn't in Q4 of 2023, and which would be fine if it was just reflective of a great economy, but credit card delinquencies are are heading up quickly as well too same with you same with car uh, loan delinquencies as well so i don't think things look as good as uh, the numbers suggest mm. i think a lot of that is government spending well and also to your point uh if you look carefully at the supply side of the economy which is manufacturing the production of goods um that thing is very weak uh manufacturing production has been falling for quite some time over a year we had some terrible reports uh, the Empire State Manufacturing Index completely tanked, the Awful. worst in its history except COVID. And I think the other one was the Philly Fed. That was also very weak. So you've got lingering consumer demand. Holiday season was pretty good. So that's demand side, but we're not getting the goods out. And eventually that's going to raise inflation and slow the economy. But for the moment, everyone is happy. John and Jerry, uh, you know, one of the other things that I always say down through the years, profits are the mother's milk of stocks. So I was kind of interested in your earnings uh, conjecture because you're saying most of these companies are not showing big earnings. Uh, in fact, it's weaker. And in cases, they may have beat expectations, but expectations had been lowered. So is there a way to summarize the earnings and profits picture? Because that's going to be a big factor on stocks. Well, I, I don't think we need to look further, Larry, than the uh, the job cuts again at Google, the mm. job cuts again at Meta. I mean, these are companies that most of us would put in a category of, if not too big to fail, certainly, uh, I mean, shoot, Meta has 330,000 of those NVIDIA uh, devices that mm. are working to make their AI work, mm. both FAIR and the other AI that they are uh, working on. And yet uh, a lot of people are being laid off of, from both of those two companies. Mm. And I suspect we're going to hear the same from Apple in the not-too-distant future. Some of those jobs are taken by technology itself, perhaps even by AI. Mm. But an awful lot of those jobs, I think, are just – people that will be pushed back into the workforce um, into lower paying jobs uh, because there's not that same chase that there was during the pandemic to sign up as many of these techies as you could get. Mm. So I think if those tech jobs start paying less, we're going to also feel that. And then you throw in some of these Houthi rebels and what's going on in the Red Sea and so forth and ships avoiding going through the Suez Canal. Um, a lot of this will impact uh, numbers 
well into the second and hopefully not into the third quarter, but into the second quarter for sure, Mm. because of the time lag that it takes to get those ships around the world the other way. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jim Uriel, one other point to be worried about, it's always something to be worried about the China story, which John mentioned Um, China's for them. It's a recession deflation uh, my own view is I don't care what they do. Their system is just broken down. It's they're they're back to state-run economy. The market reforms have been over for years, and Xi Jinping uh, doesn't believe in any of that stuff anyway. Uh, so what's China deflation? Is that an issue? Sure. Well, it was always going to happen, like you said. Once they started to move away from market economy, I mean, we we've seen it. There's a mountain of history that shows how that ends. So the question is, is it ending right now? And I'm not, I'm not ready to say that this is the, the end of, of China. And I am long copper in a hope, in hopes that they are just going to eventually start throwing so much money at the problem they will get, will get another pop from them. Hmm. Um, I'm also, I'm not even that sure that copper is all that inextricably linked to uh, China demand anymore. But to, to, for me to call the end of it, and again, it, it's so funny. Like, I think because the data that comes out of China, the economic data, is so wildly unpredictable and, and shows very little of what's really happening there. It's almost starting – I mean, our, our data is starting to be the same. But uh, So you're never really sure what's real and what isn't. So you just have to look at demand for things. And demand for things globally has you know, been okay in a commodity space. So that suggests to me that they're not completely falling apart yet, but mm-hmm. I think it would be premature to call it, if that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Um I think that there are a lot of crosswinds right now is what I think. Pluses and minuses. Very tricky situation. Gentlemen, thank you. John Najarian of Market Rebellion. Jim Urio, TJM of Institutional Services. Two old pros trying to work through it like me. I'm Cudlow, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and then we got money and politics with Liz Peake and Steve Moore. Please stick around. Thank you. 